Amanda, your podcast host, and you are listening to the Empowerment News Podcast. For those who are tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast to empower you with nuggets on learning and development, training, leadership, coaching, entrepreneurship, and personal growth. I am a learning leader, researcher, speaker, coach, consultant, and author of the book, Dream Big and Live Your Dreams Boldly. I'm also the CEO and founder of EMK Learning Solutions, LLC. I have had the honor to coach instructional designers, trainers to become better leaders. I'll be glad to help you to just let me know. So this is another exciting week to be back on the show. And I'm so glad because we have a special guest today that I can't wait to introduce you to. But before I get started, I wanna take a moment just to say thank you so much for being a fan of this podcast. It means a whole lot to me and other uh, fans out there. So you take your time every week to listen. I see the numbers going up, you sharing and commenting and providing feedback to me. That means this is really impacting you in a way. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So yeah, and happy Women's History Month again. And we just completed the International uh, Women's Day yesterday. So it's still, we're still celebrating the week, right? So I just want to give a shout out to all women out there. And so we're still in the Women Empowerment Series. And the focus of today's episode is on diversity and inclusion. Yes, you know, it's a great and hot topic, right? We all know what time of the day it is. So I just cannot wait to um, have this conversation with our special guest, Monica, who's going to be sharing on this topic and uh, also in the, in the industry of education and STEM. So Without much ado, welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation to be a guest on the show. Can you tell us about yourself, what you do in a nutshell? I'm sure our guests would love to know more about you. So you can take it away. Maureen, thank you so much for having me here. It is an honor to be part of your podcast. I really appreciate uh, the initiative and then having these opportunities of collaboration is so, so, so fantastic. So thank you very much. Uh, me, what can I tell you? I have been an engineer for 20 years. I have uh, a degree in metallurgical and materials engineering, and I specialize in integrity and corrosion management. Wow. However, since probably 12 years ago or a little bit more, I started to touch into the managerial world. Mm -hmm. And I remember the very first words of my first coach. And she told me, oh, you know, this is a different different land that you are <laughs> getting into. And I didn't quite understand what she meant at that time, but uh, definitely I felt it. Yeah. So... Uh, that gave me uh, a lot of challenges. And then I decided I needed a lot more than just the technical uh, because we work with people. We, we need to be able to communicate. We need to be able to transfer our messages. Mm -hmm. So I, I went and get my certification with the John Maxwell uh, leadership team in coaching leadership uh, and trainer and it's been and speaking mm -hmm. and it's been a fantastic tool that i have been using everywhere uh like you lead all the time you lead your family you lead your community your teams even if you don't have the title and uh, that's something that i am very grateful for 
So that's pretty much uh, in a nutshell. I decided when probably after 17 years of career in the corporate that it was time for me to step into the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. side. And so I created uh, my company called Infinity Growth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the values that we have in the company are touched base with my personal values since I'm the founder. <laughs> Those are the beauties when you have your own geek right (laughs) you don't have to align with someone else you can put on your own and then start serving from the place that you are at and some of those are specifically on how we extend the ladder and educate other professionals not only on the technical side but also on the leadership side and the the management side Um, so that's that's pretty much in a nutshell who I am that's very exciting, you know, being able to um, have the opportunity to translate all that experience from corporate and now doing your own thing and having such a rich technology background. Wow. Um, you're doing a lot of great yeah, work. Thank you. As leaders, you know, we it's on us to lead ourselves. And what you just shared is that you're actually practicing what you preach, right? You're, you're Absolutely. You're and I... Absolutely. And I so believe in it. Like every time that I have a client in the coaching side or that I am speaking in front of a conference uh, center, a lot of people or you can like those things, you can use it at home with your kids, uh, with your husband, and then it will make your relationships stronger and better. And all of a sudden your life becomes easier because then you realize the potential that it is within you and it, it, it resonates around and it's, it's like an atom, you know, it starts gravitate around you. So it is very fascinating. Oh, that's nice. Absolutely. So let's talk about DEI, um, which I know is our, our topic of discussion today. I can chat with you, you know, about leadership and so many other things, but we'll just, I would just <laughs> stick to the topic and uh, we can always, you know, you can always come back and then we explore some more how you're evolving in your role. But when it comes to DEI, really is not a walk in the park. It's, you know, there are terms that are thrown around these days. But when you think of a diverse workforce in terms of age, race, religion, nationality, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, national origin, you know, it brings diverse views and and perspectives into the company, including the company that you own, you know, you're the boss. However, many are making, you know, diversity, many people or many organizations still don't make diversity a priority. You know, making it a priority is important, but it is also, it doesn't stop there. I believe it also, it's also important to create a culture where people from all backgrounds, you know, can feel included. We all matter. It, it doesn't matter where we're coming from. It doesn't matter our sexual orientation. It doesn't matter um, our religion, all those things. You know, having that culture as a leader of an organization, um, we have to make sure that we are inclusive as much as possible. So what are your thoughts on this? It's, I am in an absolute support of diversity. One, because I am one of those, you know, (laughs) underrepresented (laughs) categories. (laughs) I have been 
the only one in so many rooms, and the only women, the only Latino person in Canada, uh, the only pregnant person in a room, uh, the first boss, uh, the first CEO, female that sat on a table under 40 years. So I have been first for many, many steps of the way and in many occasions, and it can be very, it's a very lonely uh, path if you don't have the resources. And yesterday, for example, I participated in, in a conference it's called Middle East Energy uh, in Dubai. And then there was presentations around this and they, they presented data uh, on why diverse teams not only perform better, but are more creative, manage different um, problems with different approaches, mm-hmm. correct solutions, so the correctiveness of solutions that are presented went from, let's say, 29% to 60% in one of the studies, just because they had a more diverse team. And that is very obvious to my eyes because you have different ideas, points of view, different uh, backgrounds, and everyone contributes in a different way. So the more diversity that you have on a table, the better results, not only uh, in sales and revenue, but retention of customers, mm-hmm. just how, how someone is returning uh, to you to buy something because they have someone that connected with them in a better way. Um, and then companies that they, there was a study in 2016, about 20,000 companies in 91 countries. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the companies that had more females in the executive level were more profitable by more than 60% than all the others. So that's a significant amount of money that we are leaving outside of the table if we don't include those diverse terms and not only gender, but as you mentioned, age, social Mm -hmm. status, number of years of experience, different backgrounds, and all of those, uh, all of those things that matter. Mm-hmm. You have shared like really so many, um, many, view, many important points. And some of them, I want to just touch on being, having that opportunity to sit at a table as the only female in a minority, um, having a technology background, um, how did that make you feel? At the beginning of my career, I think um, it is a little intimidating because you are so different in so many ways. Um, and especially culturally, uh, when we come from cultures that are very macho, it's uh, some feelings you're almost not allowed to have them and in 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 a table like that you are always thinking uh that is not the environment but it's almost yourself it's your fault anything that happens and i i happen to have listened to a ted talk in these days uh and she's sarah Sanford's and I was stoned by the second sentence she said is like sometimes I felt it was my fault 
and sometimes you feel that way. So, um, but then you start in my in my case, I start building up my confidence and then saying, okay, you know, technically I am as capable as you. Yeah, perhaps I don't have the strong arms like you have, but I have all the technical competences and we can sustain uh, a com conversation on this topic. And I am sure that you will listen to my points. I'll listen to yours and then we'll come up with a solution. And in all the cases, uh, it ended up being a really good solution at the end. Uh, mm -hmm. My things were very cohesive. Uh, I was very welcomed. But at the beginning, I cannot tell you that there is not that resistance. And I'm going to just allow myself to give you an anecdote here. Mm -hmm. One of the jobs that I was sent to, they sent... Um, they sent the team and I, I went there and I, you know, with my coveralls and it was very early on my career. I think it was only my second year. And I arrived to the plant and it was a petrochemical plant. And I arrived and I said, okay, here I am. I am here for the, for the job. And, and they said, oh, I, we thought they will send the engineer Hernandez. And I'm like, I am the engineer Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> So they, are, they were assuming it was a male just because it had the title. And, uh, and that all, always, you know, it stroke my mind um, how it is a lot of assumptions made just because you have uh, a title attached to it. So it is, mm -hmm. it is um, very interesting, uh, this time, the stages that you go through. Yeah, thanks for really sharing that with us. and. Uh, um, it's, it's unfortunate that some people still, well, not some, a lot of people in the world still still feel that way. And that's why having this conversation, they are important because people have to break those barriers and see that, you know, things are changing and um, embrace women in leaders, leadership in certain roles in, in certain industries, you know, like, people have to start having the mindset that it's normal to find women filling these positions and um, there, there is no difference in, in if it was a man or a woman in that role. As long as we're bringing in competence, we're bringing in what is required of the role, we should have that opportunity. So um, I'm just telling anyone who's listening to this call, you might have gone through this and uh, Maybe have your own experiences and you're thinking, oh yeah, I had resistance to, I even gave up and, and had to start all again and chose a career that I feel I was accepted. It's never too late, you know, to, to be able to make your voice heard. And to those out there who have little girls, I have a little girl too, um, who are interested in these areas to look for ways to make them understand that there are people who look like them, who think like them, who should, who, you know, should have those opportunities. And they actually have the right to have those places and they should not give up on their dreams. So I thought I'll just put that out there and, and while we move on. And, I, and I'm glad that, you know, that having this conversation on this podcast or, you know, through your work, you know, through connecting with other people, you know, we're influencing people's actions, people's thoughts, you know, one, one day at a time. 
So thank you so much for sharing that with me. As a woman leader, um, a woman leader, I, I believe it's important to uh, uh, talk, uh, foster a company culture where every voice is heard, like you just talked about and welcome. You know, so what are some strategies? Imagine that you were on the other side of the, of the fence um, as a leader. What are some strategies that we can put in place to make sure that everyone feels heard welcome and respected? What are some tips you can share? Sure. Because I have been in both positions. I have been, you know, the, the employee and now I am the leader and I know the struggles. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing we have to have, like you said it rightly, is awareness. We need to raise awareness. We need to make this this cannot be continue to be a taboo this has to be discussed and then we have to take ownership for whatever actions we are taking so that's the first step the second step is like you said it is again it's the culture what is the culture that you're promoting is the culture that you're promoting inclusive it's like it's just written in a book in your vision or it's in your website but really in reality is nothing happening or is really you're doing something about it then having options because everyone is so different and everyone might have different uh, ideas of what is the way that they will feel included so if you ask a uh, women that is, you know, in the early 30s or uh, late 20s, what are the, the things that will make them feel uh, that they are included? It might be very, very different from the 60-year-old guy that is almost retiring. So you need to hear their voices and then you need to hear what they have to say. And really, when I say hear, it's not just checking a box, it's really here with intention <laughs> mm -hmm. and then you need to empower them to take actions and then the way to empower them is not only promoting that they get into the workforce but what are you doing so they stay mm -hmm. and what are you doing so they are promoted so is there is there any mentorship um available do you have uh and a way so they can build a network can they can they trust you know can they trust someone is there a, a succession plan that is so important we have mm -hmm. so many great leaders like females and and vice president ceos and they are retiring right now and there is no succession plan the succession the succession plan uh, for the next generation doesn't include any women so it is almost sometimes feels like it was a wave and then we, we went in the right direction, but it is not continuously growing as it should be. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of little things that can be done, absolutely. Right, these are really powerful, even though you mentioned that they're little, they're really, um, they're huge, whichever way we wanna see them, you know, raising the awareness, just recapping what you said, you know, working on the culture, even just having the, the, the reflections about what's your culture like, is it 
they are inclusive or not? What are some things that you can do to improve your culture? Um, like you said, finding ways to, I think, you know, finding ways to solicit feedback and not just keeping the data, but acting on the on the data. Um, having, having different generations in the workforce, it's it's another area. Um, I, I love this book called, uh, it's a new, new kinds of diversity or something. Yeah, I think that's a title. And, and so the different generations have a different perception of what it looks like, finding ways to educate and empower them. And, you know, finding ways to also, I know you mentioned empower as well, to ho also hold them accountable after mentoring them. You know, you've been mentored, what are you doing? How do we ensure that you're doing what you're doing? How can we continuously support you? Um, you know, there are some ways that, um, you know, we want to do that. Even in my career, when I've been even doing simple things like designing training, uh, I have experienced some training where the characters in the training, uh, they just look a certain way. They don't, they're not being intentional and saying, okay, are you saying then that anyone who is taking this training should be this race? You know what I mean? So sometimes people don't even pay attention to those things, but they speak volumes. You walk into a building, uh, an office, and all the pictures just represent a particular group. Um, you know, it, it sends a different message. I've had people on my podcast who say they went to uh, share with me that they had this opportunity to go for an interview, just having a tour of the building, not seeing anything at all that was inclusive. They said, you know, I'm not going to take this job because they knew there and then that the culture was not the culture that they wanted to identify with. So um, you have really shared really powerful thoughts today on, on this topic. And whoever's listening, you might be a decision maker. You might be just an employee. These are some things that you can take to your leader and, and, and share with them. You're maybe you're a leader, you've been in a different generation. It was different back then. But what can you do then to work on your mindset to make some of those changes, right? Because changes start with us. How are you? Uh, how can you rate yourself? You know, how do you rate yourself when it comes to DI? You know, would you give yourself a 10? What do you need to do to really raise? Um, to raise the bar and, and really do what you're supposed to do. So this is great. You have also shared some struggles that you have been through, uh, gone through, and I'm sure there are even more that people have, have gone through. So I'm um, looking at the time. I would like to keep having this conversation, but what is maybe, I can you share maybe another struggle and another, maybe just, just uh, a comment on how, that can be overcome or suggestion? Well, the struggles are many, but for example, um, it, and it depends on the regions as well. Uh, so I know a lot of people uh, that are in North America, we, we are blessed to be, you know, born in that culture. <laughs> but right now I am in, in the MENA region, I am witnessing a lot of, uh, things that are different in this culture and are accepted. Um, mm -hmm. So I and I also have a podcast and I have been doing uh, episodes with women that have been in STEM. Mm -hmm. And Maureen, I cannot tell you there is. I have spoken with people in Peru, in Colombia, in US, in Canada, Spain, Qatar, uh, UAE, and 
it is independent of the background or the social status all those wow. women in STEM have had the same the same trouble so the same barriers like coming back to the workforce after a pregnancy or a lot of people thinking you're not capable of being here just because you're a woman mm -hmm. you cannot you have not you cannot think uh, and then take decisions so your your decision making skills are not as good as a, as a man because mm -hmm. you're a woman uh, so those things like are, are very very sad to hear and yeah. they're still very present uh, so when a person says okay you cannot take a decision on how we are going to tackle this problem because you're a woman that is excluding that uh, potential solution that it will give the company or team a better overcome. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things. And then, as I said before, it's a lonely because you're it's lonely because you're the first one. You don't have any other. So the more role models that we create, and then one of the the sentences that I love to say is, "How can we extend the ladder?" Mm -hmm. How can we extend the ladder to all those other kids and ladies and, and girls and boys and, you know, everyone that wants to climb it? How can they come up? So how are we modeling the change that we so want? Everyone wants change. Everyone wants a better world and, you know, a more inclusive, a better opportunity where everyone feels welcomed. Mm -hmm. So from the place that you are at, I encourage you to think, what are you doing? How are you speaking to your kids? How are you uh, sharing with your students? How are you treating the ladies in your teams? Mm -hmm. Are you being inclusive or rather exclusive? Right. That's, um, we have to be the change we wanna see. And so as we're wrapping up the podcast now, um, you shared really a lot, a lot of things that leaders can do, even organizations can do. Now, when it comes to the women who are really struggling in this area, like in your case, right? What are some things that you can do, you can tell them that would empower them? Maybe do they need to speak up more? What, what can they do? I think the best thing that they have to do is to build a network. Mm -hmm. Go out, find other women. Yeah, we are scarced, but, but there's still some of us. <laughs> mm -hmm. So find them, friend them, uh, mentor with someone that has gone through that path. Find uh, some guidance, reach out. And then that's the first thing. After you have built and then you have read and listened and talked to mm -hmm. and visualized all those things. The second thing I'll say is always, always trust your instincts. If something doesn't feel, your gut feeling is not good, then mm -hmm. trust it. That has saved me many times of many things. <laughs> and the last thing that I'll say to any, anyone that is in that situation is never believe anyone that tells you that you can't. Don't believe that you cannot do it because you're a woman or because you're young or because your English is broken or because you're black or you're gay or whatever the case is. 
the only person that can determine what you can and you can't do is yourself. That's awesome. What a powerful statement. You know, I always wrap up the podcast with a signature question. What does empowerment mean to you? In this case, you know, as a leadership expert, a DI expert. Um, so in honor of Women's History Month, what would you say then uh, to those who are listening that is empowerment to you? What does it, what, what does, let me put it another way. What does women empowerment mean to you? I think I know what it is, but I'd like you to say it yourself. <laughs> to put it in a sentence, it's extending the ladder. How much are you extending the ladder? How much are you being the change that you so want in the world? That's just, that's, that's it. Thank you so much. Uh, this is a great topic. And I know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's your area. I can feel your energy. I can feel it's coming from the heart. And so um, if anyone would like to have the conversation with you beyond this podcast, where can they find you? Absolutely. Like my LinkedIn is Monica Hernandez. And then my company is called Infinity Growth. So www.infinitygrowth.ca. And uh, so that's all the episodes of forecasts and then my technical work and email contact, all that is in there. Okay. Thank you so much. And do you then permit me to put the link on the sh podcast show notes? So if someone goes there, they can link, click and find you. Is that okay? Absolutely. And I thank you for that. Oh, my, my pleasure. Um, it's, a, you know, the podcast title is empowerment minutes right it's about empowering others and we have to look for many ways to um to empower people as much as possible using our own gifts to make a difference in the lives of others so i i just want to say thank you so much you have shared a lot and a lot of meaningful conversations we've had today and uh, i would like to say um i, I want to wish you the best in your personal and professional life keep up the great inspiring work you're doing making the life of others not just as an entrepreneur but as a di a change agent thank you for championing that change and um extending your own ladder as well thank you so <laughs> thank much. you Marie. thank <laughs> you, you for welcome. having me it's been such a pleasure thank you so much oh my pleasure thank you so much and to our listeners out there i would like to say thank you so much again for tuning in i hope you found the the episode wonderful of course, I know you did, right? That's a rhetorical question. So I want to say, be safe, be well. I'd like to see you again same time next week. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye.